0: Those were. That's probably the extent of the ones we encountered together. Because all all, a lot of the other ones were when you were on your own.
1: Orlando Bloom didn't want to hit on me while you were around. (laughs) It's fine. You can say it. This is the With a Dog Podcast, a podcast for the modern dog parent. I'm your host, Carly, and every Wednesday I bring on pet professionals or some fellow dog parents, and we laugh, learn, and commiserate about everything from the confusing vet visits to dog park etiquette to the 2 a.m. potty breaks. Essentially, life with a dog. All right, everyone. Today is an episode that I've been wanting to record for a really long time. And I couldn't think of anyone better to record it with than the man who went through it with me. So Dog Zaddy is back. If you're new here, Dog Zaddy is my husband, Mike. And in this episode, we talk about our experience uh, living in London. So we are originally from west coast of the United States. So I'm from northern California. He's from Seattle. So we moved from Seattle to London with our dog Lupin. And we lived there for about three years, and then we moved back at the beginning of 2020, right before pandemic life started. And so we just had a conversation and kind of like took a walk down memory lane, thinking back over some of our fun memories and kind of just like documenting our experience in a podcast episode. I think a reason that we really wanted to do this as well is that our dog Lupin is now getting older. And even though he's doing really well, you know, some of his best times, like some of the best times in his life were definitely in London. He was by far the happiest dog over there. And not that he doesn't have a great life now, but there was something about our time over there that all three of us just loved. And we were just very happy. So it was kind of fun to think about like what made us so happy and and just think about like where the, we lived and the cool parks we lived by and the fun travels we did and reflect on what some of the key differences we noticed between having a dog in the U.S. versus having a dog in the U.K. And of course, you know, I do want to just like preface this with this is purely based on our own experiences. As I said, we're both from West Coast United States. And we lived in specifically London, quite a large city over there. So I know this may not be representative of everyone's experience of having a dog in the U.S., but for us, some things that we really touched on was just the access to large off-leash areas. We personally do not have access to that in really any of the places we've lived besides London. So I do just want to kind of put that out there as well. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. It was really fun to think back on all of our fun memories. And speaking of those memories, I have gone through all of my previous Instagram stories on my personal account. So that's Carly with a dog on Instagram. And I have put them all in highlight bubbles. So as we go through this episode, we talk about Hampstead. There's a Hampstead bubble. There's a Richmond bubble. There's travel. There's work life. There's transportation, so you got all the highlight bubbles if you want to follow along or just kind of like put a visual to what we're talking about on this podcast episode. All right, hope you guys enjoy, and let's get into it. All right, let me put my feet up on the dog bed here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm feeling good. You ready?
0: Let's get going.
1: Third time's a charm, babe. This is your third your third podcast episode.
0: Do we count re-recordings? Because this is like my sixth time. If we do,
1: <laughs> I can't get you to visit the podcast studio unless <laughs> unless I invite you to be on a guest. I know, right? I can't get you to hang out with me otherwise. Um, what are we going to title this? I so we've got Lupin in London.
0: Yes, I think I think the name is this is this is the name. It's going to okay. be Hound on the Heat.
1: Oh, that sounds very um, Sherlock. Very it does. Like
0: it does a little bit. Hound
1: of Baskerville. It, like, it, yeah. it does. But yeah. that's
0: like, this is quintessential Lupin in London.
1: Okay. Hound on the Heath, Lupin in London. Maybe it'll be like a subtitle, like Lupin in London. And the subtitle will be like
0: Hound mm, on the Heath. Yeah. I like it.
1: Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um. Well, should we start with getting him over there?
0: I mean, <laughs> it's a long thing to start with, but yeah, sure.
1: <laughs> okay, so let, yeah, let's just jump into it.
0: Yeah, it was fraught with issue after issue. So
1: so first things first, Mike and I had been planning to move to London for a while. Like we, mm-hmm. we wanted to, he sought out a job over there. It was mainly I wanted to. I sought out a
0: job so that Carly could fulfill her dreams
1: yes up living in the uk yeah (laughs) pretty much pretty much so we knew that we would be moving for a little bit and so i started doing the checks ahead of time to make sure we could bring lupin over like what Mm -hmm. did quarantine look like was there a quarantine between the uk and the us there is not or was not at the time what kind of vaccination paperwork all that kind of stuff would he need
0: luckily flights from seattle to london are direct no changeovers yes so yeah yeah definitely looking okay yeah prospects are good
1: i was yeah did all that back work kind of thing and so the deal was mike and i were going to move over to london through his job and we left lubin with some friends for about a month while we were over there because we were in temporary housing
0: yeah and it was (laughs) it was some nice housing like (laughs) we were pretty well situated right on thames near tower of london
1: yeah which is so that's like central london kind of banking area but it was uh, lupin would have hated us like there's oh
0: oh gosh yes it was good that we moved there first yeah to try and find a place then lupin could join us later because it would not have been good for him.
1: no there would have been nowhere for him to pee it was like concrete jungle so yeah so we left him with some friends we did the whole like HGTV international, like... We were the
0: worst. We were like the stereotypical Americans. Oh, this has a small fridge. That oven looks a little small. Yeah. What? No dishwasher? (laughs) No washing machine?
1: You literally could have just put a camera crew behind us and we would have been like on House Hunters International. Oh, easily. Because... Yeah, I was like, look at the charm of this place, completely ignoring how grungy it looked otherwise. Yep. I was like, but look at the crown molding and the high ceilings <laughs> and there's like mold growing on the corner of the wall. <laughs> um, So as we were doing this search, of course, we kept Lupin in mind as far as, of course, it had to be dog friendly.
0: Yeah, we wanted ground floor, some oh, it'd be a garden in the back, maybe close to a park.
1: Yes, that's what they call a backyard over there, by the way, everyone. It's called a garden. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So like a small, you know, very small. Like I think the size of my little office, small as far as the backyard yeah. <laughs> that we're talking about. <laughs> and and then, yeah, hopefully close to some kind of big park, dog park. And I remember researching before we moved over there, like dog parks in London, Because in my mind, Mm -hmm. I was thinking of the American dog park, you know, which is like an actual
0: designated zone to take your dog. Yes. Let them off in this fenced in area.
1: Yeah. 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 And I couldn't find anything. I remember on Google, you know, like I was looking for like images of like a fenced in dog area. And I remember I couldn't find anything, but that was kind of par for the course because anything I researched in preparation for our move over there ended up going out the window anyway. So I was like, well, okay, fine. Let's just get ourselves situated near a large park in general mm-hmm. over there. And Mike was in agreement. So while we were doing all that, Lupin was it saying that
0: the one place that was even somewhat decent happened to be the place near the park, so. Yes. <laughs> Easy yeah, decisions. yeah. I
1: mean, <laughs> the places that we saw were, <laughs> were so shitty and a few of them were like you had to walk up this huge hill just to get mm-hmm. to the park and it was just not going to work. Yeah, so we got very lucky with our first spot, um, with our first flat. It was, it was not the nicest, but it was by far the best located.
0: Oh, easily. So we we finally decide on the place. We we decide on this place. It's about a five minute walk to Hampstead Heath, mm-hmm. and now it's time to get Lupin over here, right? So yeah. Carly is going to be the one that flies back. I'm going to stay and work in London. Carly's going to fly back and pick up Lupin. Be back in four days, Lupin on the return flight. Yeah. Or so we think. Because <laughs> <laughs> things never go so simply, of course. So as, as Carly is midway on her flight, yes, I get a I am call. in the air. Yes, Carly's in the air. Yeah. I am about to go to bed because it's late. And I get a call. And it's from the person that's watching Lupin saying, Lupin's not feeling well. I've taken him to the vet. And they're keeping him overnight to watch him because he's just not eating. He's just really lethargic, just not doing well. well. I'm like, okay. And then I get a Facebook friend request from one of Carly's old coworkers because the vet that, that Lupin got brought to was Carly's old place that she worked. And she knew some people there. So they accept the friend request and we start this message chain. Lupin's really not doing so well. Um, we're concerned we think he needs to get to the emergency vet. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Go for it because, you know, what else are we going to do? Yeah, what
1: else is the response that you're right. going to give him over Facebook? <laughs> like, yes, so of course. So it's like,
0: <laughs> all right. Obviously, we, we tell him to take him to the emergency vet. We have some money in the U.S. still. We'll, we'll sort this out. Let's just get him feeling better. So turns out they need to operate. They They think something's – we think there's a foreign – body lodged in his intestines or something yeah he had like an an obstruction
1: in his stomach yeah
0: exactly so i'm like all right let's go ahead give him the credit card information all that and start (laughs) this massive text to carly so that when she lands she's informed about what's about to happen because she's gonna basically need to go straight to the er
1: yes So I land to get this like massive text chain from Mike and everyone else involved. Like, because I, as he said, I worked with the people who were um, treating him. So I get, I had texts from them. I had texts from the person who was watching him. Like it was, it was this flood of thing. I pieced the story together and I was like, okay, Mike's parents pick me up and take me straight to the um, emergency vet. And, and I think I was just like in work mode as far as everything you know like i was just Mm -hmm. like okay like how do we figure this out because i also had to change his flight and all of the appointments that he had over the next few days too but yeah seeing him there my poor little bubba in the er like recovering from surgery he got through the surgery okay and it was all fine um but i hadn't seen him in a month and so and that's Mm -hmm. like (laughs) my greeting back (laughs) is like here's this massive staples yeah (laughs) massive sto- scar in his stomach. He looks like Frankenstein. And here's also this massive vet bill and so we ended up um pushing his flight out 2 weeks which I was able to do because we bought like the right kind of ticket and stuff that we could change the flight pretty easily and so it was all fine. Pushed the flights out, moved all the appointments, great. We get to like 2 days before he's supposed to fly when the vet is supposed to sign off on all of his paperwork so he can move to this new country the vets looking at everything and he's like oh actually i don't think like i i I don't think this is right like hold on he's like i don't think we have everything correct for him he needs to wait another 21 days (laughs) for because of like the stipulations (laughs) as far as like you need to have this vaccine at least 21 days before this and all that Mm -hmm. and i'm sitting there like oh no 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 like i'm living off of four days of clothes at this point mike is alone in london we don't have a couch we don't have a tv like i don't even know what you were doing it was your birthday yeah
0: i celebrated my birthday alone in london in, in
1: <laughs> and of this course, new like, country of,
0: of the two of us carly's really excited to be in london happy to be independently learning a new place and i'm yeah. like terrified yeah i need like six months to acclimate and like be comfortable
1: <laughs> i don't yeah i literally just pictured you on the floor of our new flat because we had no furniture what i did discover we had like a bed, i think
0: is some good takeaway or you know the delivery oh the, yeah at that point yeah so that's a whole other story <laughs>
1: <laughs> we could do a whole episode on the delivery food that you got during <laughs> the living there um yeah so yeah it was mike's birthday in this new country and so I'm at the vet office and like all this is just swirling around and I'm like, no, I have talked to the office manager of this practice like six months ago. And I have checked in with her multiple times saying, like, just to confirm we're of course good, you, like, right? You
0: worked with them too in the past. I was your former boss, basically. Exactly.
1: Yeah. So so I was like, just making sure everything's good, right? Right. And I got the like, yep, yeah, don't worry, Lupin's all set, blah, blah, blah. He was not all set. So <laughs> I was like, well, I can't stay here for another three weeks. Um, I mean, I could have, but it was just like, yeah, Mike was alone. It, it, we might as well go back and like start laying some more foundation so Lupin could fly over and, and get acclimated over there. I was on, uh, yeah, I was living off of four days worth of luggage and or four days worth of clothes. So I ended up flying back to London, left Lupin with Mike's parents, got him set up with a dog walker. All this stuff, so it's like here we go, adding more expenses to this whole situation. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Finally, he flies over six weeks after he was supposed to, and Lupin is now in London. He in arrives. London. The flight itself went great. There was a little hiccup on you know, on the had... landing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he had <laughs> yeah. to stay at Heathrow over the weekend, but you know <laughs> but
1: that's okay. I had their direct phone number, and I was calling every three every hours. Every three hours. Yeah. Yep.
0: <laughs> Got to know them by name. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) And, and yeah. So then, and then Lupin gets dropped off because we had to get like a transport thing because we. Well, that's
0: right. They had a little like taxi shuttle thing to bring him to the house.
1: Yes. And so also during this whole thing, Lupin is good in a crate. So. Thank goodness. Yeah. or, Or was at that time. So he was transported in the crate as far as the flight, as well as like delivering him to our flat and everything. So. That was fortunate that I wasn't too worried about him being overwhelmed or scared. Like I right. knew that it he was would his feel comfort safe. Zone, yes, he
0: felt safe. He would go to it. He would seek it out. Yes, to yeah. feel comfortable. So, exactly.
1: Yeah. He loved his crate. So, yeah. So we didn't have a car. We lived pretty far from the airport. So he got dropped off. And
0: I remember, do you remember when they opened the door and he was just like howling? Excited to yeah. see us. That was was the old, yeah.
1: Was, and then he tried to like sprint around our new flat, but you couldn't because oh, no, it was can't. so small. <laughs> the hallway was so narrow. He tra- he like could barely even turn around. In
0: yeah. it. <laughs> he has to go to the end of the hallway just to, like flip his body around. Yeah. And turn around. <laughs>
1: uh, okay. And then then Lupin is in London.
0: So Lupin's in London, and he gets to experience
1: Hampstead Heath. Hampstead Heath. Yes. So I feel like I've talked about Hampstead Heath in some episodes i've done maybe even on my podcast but definitely on when i was a guest on other people's podcast. but Hampstead heath was the most magical place for <laughs> lupin as well as me i think kind of like it just and the family like for us to be five minutes away from
0: so Hampstead heath is like almost the opposite of like what you would get with an american park a little mm-hmm. bit so like the first thing to note was that the ratio of dogs to humans was at least one-to-one, if not favored towards dogs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a dog haven. <laughs> there were so many. And almost all of them are off-leash. Yes. Like, in the normal park. This is not a fenced-in area. It's a massive park, first yeah, of Yeah, so
1: it's about the size of Central Park. I looked it up to give everyone kind of a, a range of, like, understanding how large it was.
0: Right. And it's got, like, a mix of open fields kind of foresty areas it has even like the ponds and other things yeah it's, the
1: ponds that dogs can really go into or you can swim in yeah and it had like a cafe and you know some little like play fields and stuff throughout it but it was very and it was like terrain yes in a oh, city yeah
0: i mean like... that's where they held like the cross-country meets mm-hmm. and stuff so yeah it was a really fascinating park but i think like just continue with the dog things the dogs were roaming the park and the funny thing was that you have these like play pens for the kids where it's like <laughs> where like the yeah. parents with the kids that want to play, you go to a designated area that's fenced in for your kids so mm-hmm. that your kids don't go run o- running off, but the dogs roam free. Yes. I thought that was just the funniest thing. <laughs> it is.
1: Yeah. It's so, it's so flipped compared to what we had, you know, gotten used to in America. Oh, totally. And, and so, yeah, it's just like if there's a playground you know, with the wood chips and all of that, that part is what's fenced in, mm-hmm. and the dogs can't go in there. And so you'll see even see like dogs like tied up on the outside of it or whatever. Oh yeah. And and so, <laughs> but otherwise, dogs roamed free, not on leash, throughout this whole park. And so, which was
0: a huge game changer for Lupin because yes. like like talking about Lupin coming into his own, he just thrives off leash. Mm-hmm. Like he enjoys a walk, or he did at that point. I don't know if he does anymore, but. <laughs> He just thrives off leash. And like as soon as we were able to get comfortable with him and like his level of recall, it was incredible to just see him take off and enjoy that yes. part.
1: It was really amazing for Lupin and I because Mike was at work every day when we first moved there. And I oh, that's right. Yeah. And so I was there like on my own and with Lupin and didn't know anyone. Plus, there's a time difference, so I couldn't even call my family until like four in the afternoon. So it really was like me and him, me listening to podcasts. That's when I got into podcasts, walking around this park, meeting people, you know, like (laughs) Lupin was very unique looking, um, especially back then when like in his prime.
0: Oh, very much. And
1: so everyone, you know, so many people would stop us and be like, oh, what kind of dog is that? It's like
0: a running joke. How many times we got asked that question.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or to everyone telling him he's so handsome. And I'm like, ah, ha he has his moments, you know, just like, <laughs> <laughs> like you had these like standard responses. um, And yeah, it was, it was really amazing for he and I's relationship, me and Loopy, because we would be out there for hours sometimes and he would be off leash. And the fact that I trusted him, I think, like I put my trust in him. To not run off, I think because I put my trust in him, he really was more willing to come back to me, mm-hmm. and and it kind of was just like a little bit of we both gave into the relationship a little bit, and so it wasn't strict training that I taught him his recall. It was really this off leash mm-hmm. in Hampstead. You know, of course I had treats with me and stuff, and so that always helped, but. But, like, he wanted to be by me because I gave him that that little bit of freedom. He was, was willing really to come back. It was really interesting
0: because, like, like, you were going to the park daily with him. I'd join you on the weekends. Mm-hmm. But, like, Lupin was creating, like, a stronger bond than ever with you. Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of third wheel <laughs> to a certain extent. But it was so funny because, like, you two would get along so well. You'd meet these people in the park and, like, build some relationship like you'd like oh yes that's so and so you'd name these dogs like out in the distance like oh yeah that's whoever Mm -hmm. and i'd be like how do you how do you do this (laughs) and then i'd like take lupin once on the weekend alone and i'd run into people that are like oh hi lupin how are you oh you must be lupin's dad and i'm like i am yeah (laughs) (laughs) nice to meet you
1: it was it was so cool to be Like, I don't want to say it was a small community, but it had the feeling of this dog, small dog community within this huge, large part within this massive city. And that was, yeah, I, I think now that you commented on it, it really did help when I when we moved there and I didn't know anyone. And we were out there for hours, and you make those kind of connections just so you can, like, see a face, and you're like, I know who that is. Yeah,
0: you can stop and have a quick conversation or something.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, do you remember the women's club?
0: Oh, that I <laughs> Yes, I do. I do, because it was just, like, such a posh little ladies' club <laughs> with, like, what, like, 80 to 90% American women yeah. that had moved to London whose, like, like, husbands were off working, and they yeah. were just, like around the town and kids were were off at their american school or whatever
1: (laughs) they were all like 20 years older than me and i was like with 27 becoming like a lady of leisure with all of these women so just to paint the picture a little bit um so everyone can visualize it or if you want to look it up on a map while we're talking so Hampstead heath is kind of like on the northern part of london still very well located to downtown like it's it was probably like 20 minute tube ride
0: 25, 25
1: yeah. yeah like to get you know right into like big ben area so um yeah so well located and there's an american schools near there and so there's the town of hampstead which is, so it's not a borough but it's like the little neighborhood of hampstead and then the heath is cal- kind of like the green or the park that's like the uk name for mm-hmm. the big green area and um so hampstead heath and we were on the south end of the green, so it's called South End Green, and so like the bottom of Hampstead Heath, and all of these women were like up the hill in Hampstead because there was a big <laughs> hill that proper. you were walk- Yeah, proper Hampstead, and they had like American. um They have an American school, and there were a lot of Americans who lived there because of that school. Anyway, but yeah, I re- I remember meeting a woman and she was American and she was like, oh, well, you should join our, you know, women's club. And they would do like volunteer things every once in a while. And they were all really nice. I think they were all the same as me of just like looking for some kind of connection. But I just remember that was like speaking of connections you make on the Heath, like (laughs) through your dogs, (laughs) you know, our dogs were saying hi. and She was like, oh, yeah. You should join our club. <laughs> you,
0: you talk like one of us. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'd get together and I'll be like, how do they handle the garbage day here? Like, just like <laughs> stupid things like that. Anyway. Okay. So so that was Hampstead and Lupin was just in love. We were all in love with this park. You eventually did catch up and would. Oh,
0: totally. Like, like after a couple of weekends of you leading me through this vast park and me feeling like I'm lost. I finally got like the lay of the land, comfortable with it, and then it's just fun. Mm -hmm. It's just fun to go exploring, go on a long walk, especially in the nice, nice sunny days. Like it's really truly a pleasure. So but like I feel like you've left something out because you wouldn't only like come across just like the random dog mom or like or the dog walkers. Yeah. We actually had a couple of more interesting sightings, right? Oh,
1: that's right. Our celebrities <laughs> we met all of our celebrities in Hampstead. We did yeah, if you can't tell the Hampstead itself is is uh is a posh neighborhood, you know, like so as I said, all these wealthy women who had moved over, so I think quite a few celebrities gravitate towards that neighborhood as mm-hmm. well um who who were the notable ones?
0: I feel like one of the first ones we saw. Or encountered was, you know, the cabbie from the first episode of Sherlock, the BBC Sherlock with Benedict Cumberbatch. Yes. It's like the evil cabbie driver, like yeah. the first episode.
1: Spoilers. But yes. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. He, we, we saw him. Kind
0: of just in passing. Yeah. But then I feel like we actually interacted with Ricky Gervais yeah. on a couple occasions.
1: Yes. Yeah. He he was around. Ricky was around. We yeah. always ran into Ricky.
0: Like, a couple times (laughs) in the park, and then around Hampstead, like, the city, like...
1: Yeah, for some reason, he just loved Lupin. I don't think he had a dog of his own. I think he had cats, because we would talk to him a little bit and stuff, but, um, yeah. Yeah, he just, every single time Lupin was around, he would pet him. Remember, I feel like we saw him the most at the butcher.
0: Oh, you're right, right, waiting outside of the butcher, of course.
1: The famed butcher yes. <laughs> so it's
0: a lovely little place in Hampstead, mm-hmm. um but we'd go there because it will be just a fun little butcher shop that had yeah like the charcuterie meats or the other meats and then some wine and cheeses and, and-
1: picture like picture like the most bougie butcher you could like this it, like it looks like it was taken out of like whole foods or you know something like that where it just had all the little cute spreads and the uh, crackers that had a bunch of
0: lovely place yeah
1: it was wonderful and so then we had this like loop that we would do we would walk around the park like we'd go from our south part uh, where we lived north into the park around the park and then go into Hampstead Mm -hmm. where the butcher was Lupin and one of us would stand outside and because Lupin was not allowed in of course because of he course. would have probably mounted Wrecked the counter there. yeah <laughs> and and then he, Ricky would walk by and say hi to Luffy and say hi to one of us so
0: many people would love to <laughs> say hi but yeah he yeah. definitely said hi it
1: would be like walking by cuz we would do this on like a weekend day and then we would walk back down the hill with all of our meats for the week our little our little shop that we did and that was like our little loop, and yeah, I, I remember. I feel like Ricky Gervais said hi to Lupin quite a few times outside the butcher. Like he was happened oh, to definitely. always be walking around. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So that was that. Who else oh, did I mean, we see?
0: I feel like. Well, the problem the problem is is that you. Encountered more celebrities. Those were that's yeah. probably the extent of the ones we encountered together. Because all, all a lot of the other ones were when you were I on mean, your own.
1: Orlando Bloom didn't want to hit on me while you were <laughs> around. It's fine. You can say it.
0: <laughs> that a good story.
1: <laughs> okay, so I met Orlando Bloom on the corner of the Hampstead Heath. It was a blistering hot summer day. Therefore, the entirety of London comes out and walks in this park. Oh yeah, it was just packed. So I'm packed corner of the park. I'm waiting for Mike because he's going to the grocery store and to get something really quick. And I think we were going to maybe have a picnic in the park or whatever. I don't know. And so me and Lupin are standing there. And this guy comes up with his little tiny, tiny poodle, like a toy poodle, like an apricot color. And is like, oh, is your dog friendly? And I kind of give him like a half look like you know just like oh yeah of course you know kind of just like yeah i wouldn't be standing (laughs) on this super busy corner if my dog wasn't you know like with dogs all around if my dog wasn't friendly and um i was like yeah of course and i remember thinking like this guy looks like orlando bloom but as i said he it's a hot day he's like sweaty his hair is kind of messed up he had a scrape that was like bleeding on his leg and he had this ugly outfit on it was like it was like neon yellow <laughs> and i was just, i looked at, i remember looking at him being like nah no way um anyway and we kind of start talking and he's like oh what kind of dog is he i was like oh a foxhound and he's like oh well he's really big for a foxhound i was like oh he's an american foxhound they supersize them over there ha 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 like
0: <laughs> that was we like we have we had that like line pre-rehearsed because yes the amount of times we were asked what type of dog he was foxhound oh he's tall for a fox yes we know
1: <laughs> yeah like just so many because they're used to like if they see a foxhound they're used to an english foxhound mm-hmm. but yeah so just and we're in london and not that there aren't large dogs in london but you would see more like small to medium yeah, size small, medium. so lupin looked extra big to everyone over there um now he looks like normal size i feel like in america yeah. Yeah. but um yeah, so so I gave him that, like, canned response of, like, uh, you know, super si- they supersize everything over there, and then he, like, kind of gave a laugh, and I, like, looked at him, and I was like, oh, shit, this is actually Orlando
0: Bloom. <laughs> <laughs> you actually paid attention. Yeah,
1: because <laughs> I was, like, half talking to him, half looking for you in the crowd still, and it was, like, super busy. I'm watching Lupin. Lupin could not care less about his little dog who's trying to say hi, and... Yeah, it was just all like a lot was happening, which I feel like we need to um, pause and give <laughs> me some credence for looking for you in a crowd while uh-huh. Orlando Bloom is talking to me.
0: <laughs> yeah, right, right.
1: <laughs> um, So that was my Orlando Bloom sighting. I did then go and look up to make sure that it was in fact him. And yes, like it was his dog. He was in London doing like a play or something at that time, I think and it was with, it was when he was with Katy Perry and everything too and yeah so that was probably like one of the big names
0: yeah and there was probably like one or two more or a couple more
1: i saw like kate blanchett. blanchett that was cool yeah she's stunning stunning but she just like walked by me kind of thing and i was like <gasps> and yeah um i was like she shops at the same store that i shop in it's like a cooking <laughs>
0: how are like, you doing how you know you're doing it right right yeah
1: <laughs> I'm just as bougie as the celebrities. <laughs> we all knew this. Um, who else? It was that one guy from Harry Potter. Dean
0: Thomas, right? The actor nice. that the, played Dean the Thomas. The guy,
1: yes. The actor who played Dean Thomas, he also played like a main guy in How to Get Away with Murder. Mm-hmm. He was um he was walking by me once and I kind of gave him a double take, but at the same time I was calling Loopy. I was like, Loopy, Lupin, Lupin. Lupin. And then he turned around and kind of like gave me a smirk. So that's how I knew it, it was definitely him. Because I thought it was. But like he, I think he acknowledged yeah. the Harry Potter name kind yeah. of thing. Um, I think those were, those were all of them.
0: I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah those, those were right. the main. Sounds I think right.
1: there was a few more. Like I met Sue. I talked to Sue oh, from uh, yeah. Great British Bake Off, like the early seasons. She was really nice. She had like a rescue pity. And she does a lot of animal advocacy stuff. So we were, I like talked to her kind of about that stuff and anyway yeah so that I think that was that's our our Hampstead Heath and so then we moved to Richmond
0: and Richmond was pretty fun like it was definitely a different experience you're further outside of London kind of on the west side and mm-hmm. it's got the beautiful river coming through the town yeah kind of got the hill overlooking it it does have some parks like kind of some greens in town mm-hmm. but then the the big Richmond park Kind of on the outskirts. Yeah, a little bit of a distance to go to. We had to take the bus usually. Yeah, and different vibe, different kind of park. But I mean, Richmond was great. But yeah, I
1: Hampstead mean, Hampstead Rich- Heath. Yes, Hampstead Heath really stole our hearts. I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And Richmond, it's it, it was a bigger park even than Hampstead, and it was amazing. But um, it had all the stag. <laughs> You Can't
0: know. really let Lupin off, right? Well, you can. Well, you can.
1: Like, there's a bunch of dogs to that are. You keep an off.
0: eye on them, really close.
1: Yes. Yeah. It was because they had like deer that run through it, like herds mm-hmm. of stag that are just like wild and protected that run through this massive park, and not just like ten. Like there'd be like Hundreds, a crowd of potentially. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Like there'd be like a herd of like sixty that just like pass by you. And, yeah. <laughs> and you're they like, have like okay. the kind of like
0: the signs up, especially during certain seasons of the year. Mating, they get more aggressive. Yeah, keep an eye on your dog. Yeah, don't let so them do stupid things.
1: It wasn't quite the the same amount of freedom, um, that we had. We were a lot a little bit more cautious, I think. Yeah, because knowing Lupin, he'd definitely be like, go up to one of them and play bow or something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you remember that video now that we're talking about the stag? Really quick, and it was like. It was that dog who ran after.
0: Oh, what's his name? What was
1: it? It was like Milton. No,
0: oh, it was something like that.
1: It was like, and then so this. It was like a little dog that was r- like running after the herd and herding this herd of deer almost. And it was like samson what was his dog but the owner causing a
0: stampede basically
1: basically his dog caused like the stampede of all these herd of stag in richmond park and the owner was just like running after his dog like you gotta
0: find that like i need to find the video yeah i'll share
1: it on instagram um oh my gosh i forgot about that (laughs) uh (laughs) okay um anyway so yeah so i think that kind of rounds out our love like our our highlights of of Hampstead, Richmond, where we lived. And I think you kind of touched on it. One of the harder parts of going to Richmond Park was that we had to take the bus. But the bus and all transportation was so dog friendly.
0: It was. It was really good. Just all transportation in general, you know, that we'd hop on the bus with Lupin. We'd find some standing space with for him, tuck him in a corner, and we'd be fine. Yeah. He'd, he'd do it just fine. He'd pretty comfortable on it yeah
1: he he did so well i mean we did kind of like did do some like passive training with it you know like showing him like this is where you have to lay and i I brought this little like bath mat that i would put on the ground oh my and gosh he would have bath to... mat <laughs> remember that it was like for the longest time it was the tan the ugly IKEA one, I... one yeah, Ikea. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> i remember that
1: um yeah so i had to bring that around with me so whenever like... we had lupin <laughs>
0: It's so funny because you basically trained Lupin though with that. Yeah. Like, because you used to like speaking of transportation just going back to the beginning of that, Matt. You would we would take him on the tube, mm-hmm. like <laughs> like eventually you were commuting with him. But at the beginning, what was it like? His second month, first month in London. Yeah. We took him on the tube downtown for a little <laughs> photo shoot or something.
1: <laughs> okay. Not only was I out there in my first few months trying to be like bougie lady who lunches with all these people, with all this like woman's club, but I was also trying you to become like, like a dog influencer. Wanted
0: to be Instagram famous. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> so I convinced Mike to go downtown with me super early in the morning mm-hmm. and take pictures. This was like the start of you being an Instagram husband, babe. I
0: took a lot of photos in London.
1: You took, a lot, took a lot of pictures. <laughs> as much as this was my origin story for trying to become dog influencer, this was yours as well. Maybe this is professional photography. <laughs> this is like your my villain little iPhone camera. Villain origin story. <laughs> 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 Why Michael hates Instagram? Um Yeah, so we had to take him on the tube.
0: So we took him on a tube and like he wasn't really thrilled the first time round. Like, he was pretty tentative, a little scared.
1: I feel like we had taken him maybe once or twice on, like, different lines, like, overground lines that were easier. But obviously, there's different tube lines throughout the city. Some of them are a bit more worn. Some are deeper underground. Mm -hmm. So we had to go to the one that's going into, like, central downtown, high use by commuters and tourists.
0: So even if it's early in the morning, there's still plenty of people... Yeah, and yeah, it's it's a little loud. <laughs> You're going fast. a little rickety, and Lupin wasn't thrilled. He was very happy to get back out to the light. I think. Yeah,
1: we ha- and we like came into a, a central hub yeah. too, so it was like stairs after stairs just to like come above yeah, ground. I think we were
0: happy to find an elevator.
1: <laughs> yes. At yeah. One point. <laughs> so this is yeah. So I. And there in my like cute little like I'm in like Instagram dress that I oh, think God. looks good. It did not. And my hair looked awful. And I was like, Michael, you have the nicer phone. You have to take pictures oh, of, of me and Luffy <laughs> at six AM on a Saturday or whatever
0: it was. <laughs> I'd gotten like the iPhone like seven or eight and had like the portrait mode or whatever. Yeah. And I felt like I was like Really cool, really sleek. Well,
1: you when I put it like on like all that tech remote, stuff a little yeah. bit, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so it was a little fun, but like looking back, I don't know why we took the tube when there was a cab is so easy mm-hmm. and way more comfortable with Lupin.
1: And first thing in the morning, like it wouldn't have been expensive or hard or again, to have no, gotten. It a would cab. have been so simple. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so. No, yeah. I mean, cabs, we took – once we did figure it out. We
1: figured it out, yeah. Yeah,
0: once we did figure it out, we took the cab, brought Lupin along. And those are such perfect little cabs because Mm -hmm. they have the nice kind of space in the back for all your luggage and stuff. So Lupin could actually lay down very comfortably. Yes. It's not like the back of a sedan or something.
1: Yeah, so like – what what he's talking about is the black cabs for all yeah, the listeners. Right. So if you haven't like seen the inside of one, it's like there's a lot of floor space, like because of the shape of it. There's a lot of floor space, and then there's the seats like right along the back. So you have like like you're you're perfectly comfortable sitting yourself, and then there's all this space for Lupin or your luggage or whatever to sit in front of you. Yeah, and that uh, that was nice. Lupin liked that. Lupin like, was gee... really
0: comfortable in the cabs. Yes. Definitely.
1: Yeah. And all the cabs were dog friendly,
0: too. Oh yeah, no one really turned us down ever. Yeah, no.
1: Yeah, I think it. I think that's something that was really surprising to me about transportation over there was just no one batted an eye at the dog coming aboard, whether it was the tube, the train, and whether it was the passengers or the drivers. You know, sometimes to the cab, I'm like, oh, are you okay with the dog? And they look at me like, yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, get in. Let's go. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. They're like, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, it would have been like if I was asking like, oh, are you okay with a kid coming here? Mm-hmm. Like that would be my example, like the equivalent to the US or something, you know, and then someone would give you a look like, yeah, of course. Like, uh, yeah. Duh. Like you have them with you. Like you. Yeah. And and I think that was really. Freeing for us. To become more mobile to actually utilize all that modes of transportation
0: and we did we we brought Lupin on many trips with us like Mm -hmm. speaking of the train like we'd take him on the train and go out of London and Yeah, I mean it was nice. It was really convenient to be able to take him with us and not worry about Having to leave him behind and and that It was going to be easy and convenient to bring him with us.
1: Yeah, it was um Yeah, it allowed us, I think, to do so much more because we didn't have to worry about getting a dog sitter. And I think because of that, we traveled a lot more within the UK. I mean, I I think we would have wanted to anyway. Like we Mm -hmm. both love the UK and wanted to explore like that actual area. And we did do a few trips into Europe, but like our weekend trips were primarily throughout like England and Wales and up to Scotland, that kind of stuff and it allowed us because we could so easily take him it just it almost like gave us permission it was kind of like this like check okay let's do it then and we made yeah. it happen because also most of the hotels were also dog friendly
0: they were and they yeah. loved having a dog over they were so nice about it
1: they were like they like we would arrive and like we i would have told them ahead of time we're bringing our dog and maybe there's an extra fee per night or maybe there wasn't who knows and and we stayed at some, like, really nice places, and they just were fine. Like, oh, yeah, here, you know, we here's a little towel rolled up, and here's a little bowl, and here's a little bed or mm-hmm. a mat or something. Like, they welcomed the dog equally.
0: Yeah, totally. To us. And because it was just so easy and convenient, like, the first time we did it, it's like kind of just breaking the ice. Mm-hmm. This is possible. This is easy. Because, of course, I'm, like, a nervous wreck the first time around. Yeah. And... But once you realize how easy it is, we just kept going, and mm-hmm. it was so nice. And we we were able to go to a ton of different places. Yeah. Do you have Do you have a favorite?
1: Ooh. Okay, okay. Our favorite, my favorite, with Lupin. With Lupin of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. With Lupin was actually the trip when your parents came out the second time. We took the train down to Dorset. And saw like Mm -hmm. Dirtle Door and things like that. And so we were able to take the train with four people and the dog down there. And then we stayed there for a few nights, turned around, trained all the way back up to the Lake District, which is like kind of the other side of the country, and all the way north and then stayed there dog friendly hotel with again four people and the dog so this was all on the same trip because we were trying to hit some highlights like for his for your parents right yeah and and so lupin, i think
0: lupin had some good milestones on that trip because up in the lake district like just speaking of transportation lupin had been on a plane train tube cab he, he was able to Complete the, you know, <laughs> yes. just check off all the boxes because we got on a little ferry on yes. the water.
1: <laughs> we were on a ferry, like above deck and below deck, and he does not like the water. Oh, he hated so, it. So, Yeah, but he just like laid down, yeah, and hung out. Yeah. yeah, you're right. That was a good.
0: And then while we're on this trip, what we 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 hiked that one hill, right? Like, yeah, um, that overlooked the lake, but. Lupin,
1: uh, his you know where I'm going,
0: yeah. his Wipeout. Loop. we were at the top of this hill and we we're trying to kind of, you know, play with Lupin and Lupin, what was it? Like Carly had started walking down the hill, it was a little ways off and we were, I was like, oh, let's get Lupin to go charge at Carly.
1: Yeah. It was, and you were like videoing, like, oh, I, yeah. and I was saying like, Loopy, Loopy, and t- like he would run after me. Yeah. And,
0: and unfortunately he was running and then there was like. It was like,
1: very wet. Yes. It was raining. It was
0: a rainy day. Yeah. And he just biffed it. He hard. just
1: wiped out. We were like, oh, shit. Like, he, we like, fell into a ditch. We very
0: worried that yeah. he had hurt himself.
1: I, th- I think I have that video. I'll I'll try to find it. I need
0: to find that one. It
1: cuts off, like, immediately after you, like, after he, like, falls into the ditch yeah. and just, like, wipes <laughs> out. And he, like, skid. Like, do you remember he, like, slid down the hill You had the
0: better view. I was way up at top, but yeah, yeah. true. Anyway, oh. that was funny. Yeah. So. That's definitely one of my think, favorite trips as well. I Because, like, we got to yes. take him all over. Such great views with him. Mm-hmm. We got some good pictures out of that trip, too. Yeah. Um,
1: I think, about, but just a caveat, I think my favorite place to stay was the Beaver Brook in Surrey.
0: That's what I was going to say. I oh, really okay. enjoyed that place. Yeah. Mostly for the food that we got to yeah. enjoy there. <laughs> we ate a but lot of food. <laughs> it was just really cozy because we were mm-hmm. kind of off the main hotel. And kind of like this little cottagey mm-hmm. area, that kind of just felt like we were kind of on our own with Lupin and this little cute cart- cottage outside a garden. Yeah, it was just really fun.
1: Yeah, I have a lot of videos I think from that trip. I'll I'll try to share them when this episode comes out because it was, yeah, it was I think one of the nicest place we sh- places we stayed.
0: Yeah, it was for like our anniversary. And yeah,
1: and it was just like yeah. That was fun and they were obviously still very welcoming to loopy and Mm -hmm. and all of that i i think that was a good one i think i would add on to like my favorite if we're going to be speaking as far as like not necessarily travel but like transportation i think just going around london like the the actual trips we did on the weekends (laughs) your daily
0: commute with lupin no no no
1: (laughs) (laughs) not that (laughs) well that was good like i think the commute every day he did so well when we moved to richmond i was able to walk to work but before that when we were in hampstead he commuted with me like every other day um i think i have a highlight bubble on my personal instagram that has like transportation or something Uh like that and there's a lot of little clips of him just on his bath mat (laughs) day after day (laughs) with my shoes just like change every day eventually
0: we did upgrade it to a slightly nicer one
1: yes um yeah no not the commute the weekend trips we did around the city yeah primarily for my instagram (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) just for michael to take photos in a new spot i got tired of taking him in the same spot over and over so
1: that's you were just thinking of me that's the reason yeah it was I think yeah, I think that was probably one of my favorite one because it got us out of the house. We're both such homebodies. So it was really nice to have a reason to go and like do something specific within London. And and like oh, you know, this cafe, like it was it was like the height I think of the Instagram, you know, like there's a cute cafe that was like all pink or whatever and you go and like stand in front of it, like those Instagram posts. <laughs>
0: Yep, I remember that. Because you showed me these these photos of other influencers doing it. And yeah. And found these places. I'm like, you want to do that? With it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if you say so, we'll do it. But it was
1: perfect because then I was like, this is what you need to make the picture look like.
0: It was helpful. It yeah. Gave, like, okay, I need to get on the ground and do an upward facing shot or yeah. <laughs> whatever, right? It was actually good learning. So, yeah, it was good.
1: Yeah. So, for all the people who were like, Michael, I, I think... For a while, people were like, these pictures are so amazing. Like, I can't believe you're getting them. Mike took all of them. And it's not like it was amazing photography, but it was amazing like... <laughs> well, no. No, I mean, like... <laughs> I'm not going to say that... I don't want to insult actual it's just photographers. just the subject in the
0: setting, obviously. Yeah. It clearly. was obviously
1: <laughs> the talent in the photo. <laughs> yes. No, I just... I don't want to, like, insult, like, actual photographers and be like, this was photography. But, like, you know, it was... Like, you did. You really captured the setting and the memory and i think that was cool like because we us three were creating these new memories of like getting up early going to you know tower of london or tower bridge and getting these cool photos before the the city was busy yeah because
0: like we got to do the the fun trip downtown to like take a christmas card photo one year yeah and that was just really fun i remember doing that i mean waking up super early not great but what good photos and like just mm-hmm. fun experience to take them on.
1: Yeah. And we'd like, yeah, we'd get up early so there wasn't as many people around. We'd have our cute little outfits and that was fun. I mean, I know it's like, oh, Instagram y, but I think no, i
0: got some good memories, good ways to remember it.
1: Yeah. And then like on top of that, you know, I wouldn't always drag you around the i've talked about this on other podcasts but the dog instagram or just like dog community in london was thriving and i met a lot of friends and did went to a lot of events
0: you had a ton of events you just got to learn london like Mm -hmm. you got to go to so many different spots and then we'd go back and Yeah. And then I bring you. We would get out of the the house.
1: Yes. Yeah. So I would go to this, you know, so-and-so is putting on a birthday for their dog or whatever. And all the like London Dogstagram people would show up and would go and, you know, and and it was just like people connecting and dogs hanging out. and, And it was fun, especially as I said, because we didn't know anyone. So I really threw myself into that community because I think if anything, when I learned when I was over there, it was like, you say yes to everything. That's yeah. how you make friends. Like you, you say yes to literally everything, and well, so I did.
0: And speaking of, like, not not quite to the extent, but you signed up as like a, what was the app? It was kind of like dog, Rover, of dog buddy, dog buddy. I think
1: Rover has since bought them.
0: Right, but yeah. we got to meet some fun dogs and
1: and people because we made there. some good
0: friends through that too. Yeah, so
1: exactly. I mean, I think it was, <laughs> I think that was one of those things of, you know, I. I think I really learned to make connections over there cuz both of us as I said are like homebodies and sometimes I really just had you know people were like oh like let me pay you for walking your my dog or let me you know like they'll and I would just like can we just go out for a drink like can you <laughs> like kind of like will you just be my friend and then they kind of like realize like oh yeah like you're alone in the city like yeah let's hang out and the culture itself was so social over there too which was very helpful very you yeah. could
0: tell that difference Yes. Really starkly.
1: All right. Well, just let's round out this discussion. What do you think the top differences between the UK and the US are specifically with dogs?
0: I think it's just the acceptance of dogs in your daily life, right? Like from what I said at the beginning about just having a a park be so dog oriented and just Mm -hmm. like they can be off leash. So -hmm. convenient to... We didn't even talk about it, but like bringing your dog to the pub or, you know, just going to different stores and other things. It was so acceptable and fine to bring your dog with you. Like Mm -hmm. we could be eating a nice meal at the pub, Lupin right next to us at the table. Yes. It would be great. It will be just so convenient. It's like you don't have to plan your day around. Oh, we got to. Okay. We want to start in the park, drop Lupin back off at the house, go out for breakfast. Like Mm -hmm. we could just bring Lupin with us.
1: Yes exactly and i think i think honestly yeah that would be my answer too i i think for me it was more specifically yeah bringing them into places yeah that were so accepted so yes it was nice of the transportation and the parks and all of that but i understand that you know maybe you know maybe people listening right now who have a reactive dog are like god that sounds awful you know all these dogs (laughs) off leash just approaching my dog and stuff and And I'm going to say, like, I don't know why more fights didn't break out amongst dogs, but they didn't. Like, it it was a very, like, well-behaved space. Like, It was very rare that we saw a tussle. And even then it was a little tussle and then they'd be fine, you know. So, um, yeah, so I, I understand that some people are like, how would that ever work? But for me, just bringing them places like it made it's where the verbiage, like the name with a dog came from. Is like I was able to lead my life with a dog. I was going going into the coffee shop with a dog, going to, you know, the buy some clothes with a dog, Mm -hmm. and running my errands.
0: Into the office,
1: yeah, commute with a dog, and and so for me that was so yeah, it was just so much easier. I felt like we just we just went places, and we didn't have to worry about like okay, yeah, we need to drop Loopy off, or we need to walk him and then go do this Yeah, it was it was like we got our errands done bringing him along and then he got his walk at the same time exactly and <laughs> and he was accepted during that whole time like because mm-hmm. neither of us i don't think are the type of people who
0: we'd who, never go out of our way to inconvenience anyone like...
1: exactly yeah except each other um <laughs> 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 yeah like i think You know, if we ever had the inkling of that he wasn't welcome, we wouldn't we wouldn't have done that. We wouldn't have lived our lives that way. But we never had that feeling. He was always welcome. Not not at all. Yeah. As a large dog in some of these little tiny shops, which was yeah, that was amazing. So I think to me, that was that's the biggest difference that I notice is just that I feel like I can't, you know, even around here, like we have a coffee shop that I love to go to. And that it has like a little bakery and stuff. I can't like I have to tie up the dog outside if I want to go in, which makes me not bring them. Yeah. And therefore, I'm we not plan around it with the right? dog. Yes. Dogs
0: have to stay at home. So we'll have to walk them later. Yes. And yeah, it's a whole thing. Or like, sure.
1: oh, let's go together so you can stand outside with one mm-hmm. of them while I True. go in. And and it's just it, it makes things more complicated. So I, I would say that's the biggest difference to me. It, it's a less complicated owning a dog there.
0: Yeah. All right. Well so so now that we talked about the positives, what was maybe the thing that wasn't so great?
1: The negatives of having of living that way? The inconveniences. Yeah. Mm I mean for me, sometimes taking him everywhere was actually more trouble than it was worth sometimes. You know, I had to have like the my big tote bag on my shoulder that had like my lunch and my laptop and his bath mat and his you know whatever to keep him occupied at work his kong and things like that so sometimes in that way it was like i, I found myself sweating a mm. lot like, like yep. on the train or yep. or just like worrying about him or we talked about this in our biggest dog parenting mistakes was like when my train line would get mm. canceled yeah and then I'd have to reroute and I have him and it's just packed commute hours. Like we're all in like sardines in there and he's in there too. And so I think for me, sometimes it was sometimes actually more trouble than not. Yeah. Not on the regular, but that, yeah. yeah. Sometimes I was just like, okay. F this. And was in that like, that miserable dog mom moment kind of thing. Yeah. What about you? What, what is a negative? What do you think a negative it would be?
0: I feel like uh, <laughs> the thing that comes to mind is um, the double bed. <laughs> oh, Sleep, God. <laughs> sleeping with Lupin on a double bed. <laughs> um, so, like, the flats weren't really big. Huge, yeah. In the bedroom, especially because you had to have a dresser in there or something because they didn't have closets. Anyway, so the the size of bed that we had was was probably equivalent to a double. Mm-hmm. And it's me and Carly – Usually touching elbows or something. It's already, it's not the biggest thing, but that was fine until Lupin decided that, you know, he should really just get in there too.
1: <laughs> yes. God.
0: So it was definitely a little you, comfy.
1: Okay. I love how you bring this up. You like trained him to not.
0: Oh, I did. Lay on my I mean, your side Lupin though. Lupin learned very like... quickly that if he tried to lay on my side, I would kick him over to Carly's. So then he just went to Carly's off the bat and slept between her legs. <laughs> and it he still great. does. We have he a king does. bed
1: now. He still only lays on my side.
0: Good good man, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that, yeah, that's the first thing that comes to mind. The other is Lupin's obsession with, you know, the fox doo doo oh, in the parks.
1: <laughs> the fox poop. Yeah. Yeah. That was. Well, OK, hold on. Going back to I just want to tack on to what you were saying about the double bed. Um, yeah, it's it's small living over there. So it it was like a full bed size. And there was no way we could get bigger than that in our bedroom because it also didn't have closets. So it's like there's wall space is being taken up by your clothes, whether it's a dresser or like a hanger situation, whatever. So yeah, that was rough. And also a lot of times there was no dryer in the flats. I would just like to note that that has nothing to do with the dog situation. (laughs) But I feel like we're really painting this whole thing of like, it was wonderful over there. There were some downsides. The small living, we loved it. But you know, the the small little bed, I think, <laughs> I think at one point you like laid down one night and you were like, My biggest dream in life. And I'm like, oh, okay, what's he gonna say? This is gonna be something profound. He's like, <laughs> My biggest dream in life is to lay down one night and not touch elbows with you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: truly and sincerely though
1: yeah <laughs> and honestly, yeah it's valid valid it was one of those things we couldn't both face inward because we would be breathing in each other's face oh god anyway um yeah and the no dryer thing was rough like imagine just always wearing damp jeans just imagine that like the or,
0: or just stiff or jeans and you know. stiff
1: or like the towels are always like never fully dry and fluffy we yeah. hang them over the radiators and stuff but it it never it never worked yeah. anyway um what you were saying so i just had to tack that on but what you were saying about the fox poop, the fox
0: poop because for whatever reason lupin loved it either to roll his face in it to eat it like yeah it was just such a, a treat or something. So, so especially there's, in Richmond.
1: Yeah, there was more in Richmond. There's
0: more foxes in Richmond and we let him off leash on the field and he would just run and sprint, just sprint. Because like because he that, knew somewhere
1: <laughs> there would be field, it yes. and he
0: could outrun us to find it.
1: Yeah. All that recall that he was supposed to have developed in Hampstead. Yeah, all that out.
0: trust and that yeah. bond. <laughs> he he's just like, you know.
1: Went out the window.
0: No. (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) Went out the window as soon as there was like a whiff of some kind of fox poop that he could eat, which then inevitably meant he would eat it while, you know, we were screaming behind him like, no!" you know, we'd
0: alternate sprinting after him to try to stop them.
1: Yeah. Like who's got their running shoes on? They have to be the one to sprint after. And, and, you know, try like treat, treat, like trying to get him away from it. It never worked. And. Then he would have awful explosive diarrhea that night yep. for like
0: guaranteed. at least for that
1: evening. Yeah. Guaranteed. But then, of course, as you guys know, he has a sensitive stomach and he also has a bunch of food allergies. So it's like, oh, Lord, what is this fox eating? And you know, like, what is it? Is it going to flare him up in some other way? And yeah, it just that was I forgot about that. That was really annoying and rough. Yeah. And we shared a garden with people at that point in Richmond. Mm. So, True. I mean, they didn't really go out onto the grass, but some days I was like, I hope they.
0: I hope they don't. I hope we they need don't need the rain go into... to come. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, we need the rain to wash this away because it was not pick <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if people know this, but foxes are kind of like raccoons in London, like that. That's the American equivalent that I can think of. Like, they're just they are there. There are wild foxes in London right. that will go through the trash and live in the green spaces and and stuff so that's why there was so much fox poop around i don't know if that's like a commonly known fact or anything but yeah yeah i think it rounds it out babe
0: it rounds out lupin in london lupin in
1: london hound on the heath um yeah after about three years there we had to move back and um that was sad but and we you know definitely missed it but then 2020 happened so it was actually you know maybe maybe that if there was a silver lining that would be it of the fact that we uh didn't have to live in our tiny little flat in london during quarantine
0: a little bit that (laughs) lupin got to come back when he was a little younger Mm -hmm. while he was still not going to be stressed out by it
1: extraordinarily or anything yeah yeah, I agree. That that was like the timing wise, it was, you know, we'd been there a few years and all of that. And it yeah. was good though. Great experience for us as well as Loopy. And as we covered, I think it really it really made us bond with him as well.
0: Definitely. Yeah.
1: yeah. All right. Do you have anything else to add? No. Wanna plug your social media?
0: <laughs> no. I <laughs> <laughs> no. <Don't> got those. <laughs>
1: um all right cool well if everyone wants to follow the podcast it's at with a dog podcast on instagram and facebook and then tiktok it's with a dog pod we have new episodes every wednesday if you enjoyed this episode or any of our previous ones please please go ahead and give us a five-star re- review on spotify or apple or wherever you're listening it would mean a lot and we'll see you next week bye bye <laughs> All content on the With a Dog podcast is for informational and comedic purposes only. It should not replace professional advice, treatment, or diagnosis by a certified veterinarian, trainer, or behaviorist.